Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the More Than a Single Mom podcast. I am I am your host, Drea Fate, and today we've got an awesome episode for you. But before we get into that, if you haven't listened to my podcast, I just want to tell you, if you are a single mom, this one is for you. This podcast is for successful single moms. Now, if you're thinking, oh, geez, Drea, I don't know if I'd call myself successful. I'm going to call BS because if you've gotten this far in your life, despite all the challenges that has come your way, girl, you are successful. So I'm raising a glass to you. This podcast is all about living life on your own terms. So today I am talking to financial coach Katie Alstrom, who lives in New Hampshire with her husband and two young kids. So like I said, she's a financial coach, but she is particularly skilled at helping women improve their money habits and behaviors, including learning how to pay off debt and get excited about their money plan. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been excited about a money plan until I talked to Katie because she does it with just so much love and empathy and excitement and she makes it fun. And she makes, um, you know, putting, getting yourself on a budget actually fun and also very forgiving. It doesn't have to be super rigid and you don't have to beat yourself up about your situation. That's what I love about Katie. So let's get into the interview. All right, here we go. No, welcome to the show. I am so psyched that you're here. I am too. Thank you so, so much. I've been really looking forward to this. Oh, good. I know. It's always hard with schedules and everything to, to get together. So um, before we get started, um, tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got into that. I'm super curious. I mean, I kind of know, but I really, I really <laughs> want to dig into that. Well, it's been a, you know a couple of years of kind of figuring out what I do, if we're being honest. <laughs> but um, what my favorite thing to do and what I do primarily in my business is help women get out of debt. Um, and the easy answer how I got into it is because I was a woman who was stressed out by debt um, over 10 years ago, and I got through it. And um, when I decided about, I guess it was almost three years ago now, to leave my teaching job, I was a full-time high school teacher for almost 15 years. And um, when I decided to leave that and just be home more with my kids, I really just like the thought of helping other people with their money and women in particular with their debt just seemed like such an obvious choice to me. Um, and I'd always wanted to start a business. Like I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. And so it was kind of like something I always thought I would do. Um, so yeah, it was just an easy shift for me to make because I, I still feel like I do a lot of teaching and coaching, which was my career. Um, and it's on this thing that is so important to me because it has changed my life becoming debt free. And I just absolutely love working with other women who are driven to do the same. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And that's exactly why I brought you on because um, a lot of us single moms, especially those of us, you know, just coming out of a divorce or a breakup and we, you know, there's, well, as you know, I mean, there's all kinds of financial things that are going on with that relationship, especially, 
you know, when you've been in there for a while, anywhere from, you know, uh, the debt that the two of you both shared, credit cards, and then of course you're starting over. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, there's all of that financial worry that goes on. And I know debt is heavy. It can weigh really heavy on your mind. And just, I think it can just affect your attitude from day to day. Do you notice that with some of your clients? I really, yeah, no, I really think um, that's exactly it. And something that I talk, I I literally just got off the phone with a woman um, an hour or so ago. And what, you know, what I see a lot of times is that people, they, they don't make a decision about what to do with their money. They kind of, life just kind of happens. Debt just kind of happens and we don't really have a lot of focus or plan for what to do with our money. And when we don't make those decisions ahead of time, they literally, um, my uh, friend of mine talks about them as wrecking balls in your head. Like there are these decision balls that just bang around in your head all day. Um, and every time we have to make a decision about money or anytime something with money comes up and we don't know what the plan is, it just increases our stress. The balls bang together harder. And it's just like, it's a recipe for total disaster because we have to make decisions about money all day, every day. And if they're not made ahead of time, it can really wreak havoc on our ability to make good decisions. And it tires us out. Like we get mentally tired um, thinking about money and worrying about money when we don't know what, what we're doing with it in the first place. Oh my gosh, you are a hundred percent on that. And I know I, I need to work on personally on, on my financial <laughs> stuff too. Um, because you just get so busy, you know, in life that yes. you just kind of keep pushing it back, but it's always there, right? Just like what you said, it's that wrecking ball when things come up, um, you know, if someone gets sick or medical issues or something breaks in the house or your furnace goes out, all of a sudden, I think it's like a domino effect of, uh, financial worry. Well, how am I going to pay for this? And then what if this happens and what if this happens? And, you know, and where, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to, you know, survive? So uh, yeah, you, you just said, you just hit the nail right on the head right there with that one. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, let me ask you this, uh, is, is there any such, I, I keep hearing it all the time and maybe it's a myth because, uh, the way we were raised, but is there really such a thing is, is good debt. Is that even a real thing? (laughs) Um, that, that is something that is certainly debated in the world right now. Um, but you know, between like financial gurus, my personal philosophy on it is that no, there's not such thing as good debt there. The mortgage is sort of the one and to be very like, clear and straightforward. I'm a Ramsey um, certified master coach. So I personally used Dave Ramsey's um, debt snowball and baby steps to get out of debt. And that is what I teach um, with my, a lot of my own kind of spin and personal experience on things. And so no, like I definitely fall in the camp of there's not good debt. Um, And I really, like I don't work with people to figure out ways to like leverage debt and good debt. I really focus on how do we create a lifestyle and a set of behaviors and habits that put us in control of our money all the time. Like something that you just mentioned 
um, you know, when there's a, a car breaks down or a medical emergency, like we want to be able to show up in those circumstances without the stress of finances. Um, it's, it's snowing in New Hampshire today. And my brother literally just sent me a picture of his car, like on the side of the road with the wheel up, like on a rock. Oh my and, gosh. um, you know, it's the kind of thing where we can kind of just be like, ha, that sucks <laughs> because yeah. like, we know AAA is going to come. Like we know, like everything is covered. Every, you know, it's all, it's okay. Um, and the, you know, when something like that happens and you need to deal with it, like we had to replace our water heater. Um, oh my gosh, it feels like it was a month ago. It was pre COVID. So it was like a year ago, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we had to replace a water heater because ours is from the, it was from the 1980s. And like the, the guy that came and checked it, like made us like cross our hearts and hope to die. We would never use it again. Like it was that bad. And so it was an annoyance that we had to buy a new water heater, but it wasn't a financial burden. And so we could just deal with it and then like, let it pass, like let it sort of stay in the past and not get dragged into the new month with us. And so all that to say, like, I, I want to help women get out of debt. Um, but the most important thing is that women feel empowered to deal with their life and know what to do with their money each and every month so that they are, they're not dragging new things into the next month. They're not questioning the choices that they're making with money. Mm -hmm. And they're just not, they're not frustrated when little annoyances come up because we want to be able to deal with life and, and move on. Um, and so it, I, I, that was like a very roundabout way of saying, no, there's no good debt. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think, I mean, the answer is really like, there's, there's so much more to sort of what I want to empower women to do yeah. than decide like what kind of debt is good or bad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's a couple points there. It's just like, I mean, obviously so many people have mortgages and car payments and that, or, and college. And those feel like, I guess people like to categorize them as good debt because it's almost like normal. Like those are the things people need, I guess, in the, you know, to have in their life to function, right? They need a house, they need a car. And at some point they needed education for So in some way it's internalized as, as good, as good debt, but still to your point, you're still paying you know, for that, I mean, there's, you're, 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 there's interest involved. That's, uh, yeah. not, not going to be fun. And, um, so I love your point about that. And the other thing is when you said go now, let's get, I want to kind of dive into this a little bit. You, you said a couple times into the next month, can you explain what that means? Maybe, I'm not as financial savvy, at all. but um, I think I know what you mean by it, but I want to kind of highlight that to make sure that, that we know what you're talking about with that and what that might mean for us. Yeah. Well, really the, the cornerstone, I don't know if that's the right word here, like the, the bread and butter, the foundation of what I teach is how to budget your money each and every month. And I want to preface that a little bit by saying that a budget is simply what your plan is for your money. And I know a lot of people kind of bristle at that word, but <laughs> I want to be very clear that whether or not you have a plan for your money, you have the same amount of resources to use that month. So think of it like, um, think of it like groceries, right? If you go to the grocery store and like buy all these groceries and all these ingredients and all this stuff, 
and you come home and you have no flipping clue what you're going to make with them for the month, um, there's a very high probability that the bag of cilantro and the steak tips and like a few, you know, other random ingredients are going to spoil because you didn't know what to do with them. You didn't have a plan for them and you just kind of like had them and let them sit in your fridge. Um, whereas if you have the meal plan and you know exactly what the ingredients are for and you know what you're making and you're not making decisions all day long about what's for dinner, do I need to stop? Um, did I remember to defrost the blah, blah, blah. Like when you know what the plan is for the groceries, for the food, the meal plan, nothing goes to waste. You're not stressed out about it all day long. What's for dinner? And it's the exact same thing with a budget. So a, a plan for your money, a budget for your money takes your resources for the month and just tells them what to do. And it keeps us from making those constant decisions throughout the day that fatigue us and, and uh, you know, we end up making bad decisions with money because we're so, we just, we don't really know what we're doing. And we're always trying to sort of um, recreate or make a good decision again and again. So um, I like that sort of the, the recipe ingredient analogy, you know, no one's, when you go, when you have a budget, when you have a plan, we're not taking we're not restricting you. We're just, and I, I don't know why I'm saying we, like who's we? Um, you know, like, all right, all right. We can, you can we it all up here. <laughs> you know, you, when you create a plan for your money for the month, you're, you're not going on a money diet. You're just telling your money what to do so that you know what it's doing and you're not stressed out about what should it be doing. I hope that makes sense. So um, I, all of that to say, I really, really think it's important that we have a new plan every single month because every month is unique. Um, this, you know, October was all about, you know, apple orchards, pumpkin patches, Halloween costumes. Um, November's a little bit different. There's um, Thanksgiving, if anyone's going to even do anything for that this year, you know, I mean, it's going to look different. So how does, how does every month look a little bit different? When do you register your cars? When do you take your animals to the vet for their annual checkup? Like what is happening uniquely in the coming month and, and sort of how can we plan ahead for the months after that? But really what's happening this month and what do I intentionally want to do with my resources so that I wake up on November 30th and feel like I was successful, feel like I moved the needle forward and not just kind of look back and say, oh crap, I spent that much at the, you know, in restaurants again, cross my fingers, hope I do better next month. Um, <laughs> I want us to be intentional moving forward and not sort of, um, so I guess your question was dragging something into the new month. That would be putting something on payments once again. Um, it would be sort of ignoring the fact that we need a water heater and waiting, 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 and, you know, just kind of like dragging things out when we should just deal with them and oh, yeah. get through them. Wow. That's powerful. And wow, you just stirred up so much and what you just said there, um, as far as how month to month it changes with the seasons on what mm -hmm. your, how your expenses are going to change. So when you were saying that, um, it totally, it totally made sense to me, but also, um, my Drea brain who's, which is all over the place sometimes, um, is like, oh my gosh, that's a lot to think about. That's a lot to manage. And how do you coach people? What, how do they even start without getting overwhelmed? Because clearly with budget, it's not just, you know, I mean, you think about, you know, the utilities and, you know, your rent or your mortgage or whatever those things are. And then, how do you plan? I mean, how, 
how do you plan for all those other little contingencies, like all those little extras that you just mentioned, like Halloween costumes or candy or, you know, the, uh, the flat tire or, you know, right. Right. which I had this month actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, I, and I just, I kind of laugh. Um, anytime someone says like, how do you, how do we manage it all? Like we just do right. Women, like we just do manage it all. So, <laughs> um, like I, I have every like ounce of faith that, um, if it, it doesn't come down to how do we manage it, it's do we choose to pay attention to this or not? And okay. it really just comes down to that. So it's the same thing with our health. It's the same thing with our fitness. It's the same thing with our relationships. Like, are we choosing to make this important to us right now or okay. not? And yeah. so if you choose, yes, this is important to me. I want to focus on money. I want to focus on moving the needle. Then great. There's a billion easy ways to start focusing. And the one that I like um, is I like the Every Dollar app, which was created by Ramsey Solutions. Um, I think they have a paid version, but I use the free version. And a lot of people like YNAB, which is you need a budget. And they're just apps that you yeah. um, you fill in, you know, sort of what your expenses are. What I like about Every Dollar and what I teach is a zero-based budget. And this is where you say, okay, my income for November is, let's just say, uh, $4,000. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to do with every single one of those $4,000. And in the, in the app, you line by line say, okay, here's, you know, here's groceries, here's my rent, here's my utilities, here's my cell phone, here's my internet, here's, you know, kid stuff, um, here's other payments, here's, uh, you know, fun money for me, here's a little a bucket for, you know, extras that I can't predict because I'm not completely clairvoyant. Um, <laughs> and so kind of, you, but you, you name every single dollar. And, um, and you see, like, when you do that, it feels like you get a raise because so many people leave a lot of dollars to chance. And just kind of like the whole like fingers crossed thing again, you know, when we feel like there's a little extra, we spend it but we don't know how much there is to spend and we haven't actually said where it's going to go. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. Like I, I screw up my budget every month, like every single month, like it's never perfect ever, ever, ever. But because I've chosen to make it important, I check in with it. I see how we're doing. I chat, you know, I, um, I make sure my family kind of knows what, what needs to shift or what we're going to, you know, do differently this month than last month because we went a little crazy with restaurants last month. So you know what? We're going to do the homemade pizza this month, whatever it is. And it's not a big deal. It's just a choice. Like this is what we're going to do because this is what we want our money to do. And so we, you know, everything is a choice. Um, and I've completely lost track of what I was talking about. But I <laughs> hey, welcome to the club, lady. Welcome to the club. Oh, no, I do that. No. I do that. No. <laughs> no, so good. So good. So, so here's it. Here's what, when you were talking about when people like put like pretty much label each dollar, what they're going to spend on. And then they find out that they actually have a lot left, like they have a significant amount left or a portion of it left. And that's where you kind of, that's kind of like that extra money that sometimes you, what you said, when you cross your fingers and you maybe just, I don't know, maybe I'll just spend it on, you know, this new pair of, shoes on Zappos or I'll yeah. go to Amazon. And I'll be honest, like I do that all the time because I'll, I'll look at my checking account. 
I'll look at my savings account. I'll be like, yeah, let me think. I'm going to get paid next week. And I'll, I know I'm probably going to get paid this much. And so, you know, I, I'm, I know I've got enough to cover it. But again, I didn't plan on spending that. I didn't, I didn't give those dollars a name. I just decided I wanted to buy something now. Right. <laughs> and I'm not, but to be honest, it's like, I'm not really sure because every once in a while, like something will pop up, a payment will pop up and I'll be like, Ooh, I forgot about that. I forgot that I, you know, uh, bought this course and I decided to do the payment plan instead of paying full. And I forgot that that hundred dollars is coming out this month. Right. And then exactly. it's like, I'm like, dang, if I knew that I wouldn't have bought, you know, those, you know, hundred dollar jeans on this, you know, on this website, you know, cause I really don't need the jeans, but they just look really cool at the time. <laughs> that is like the micro, like that is exactly how it happens. Like we think we're good. It feels right. And then boom, something comes up and we, that we forgot about, or we weren't expecting. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it's fine. Like there's some money, like there's a little money yeah. in savings that we've sort of set aside for car repairs and we can deal with it. But when that adds up over and over and over and oh, over yeah. again, and it's not even just like the, the silly little mistakes adding up. It's the fact that there's no plan. Like buying the shoes is not the problem. It's, there's no plan for anything. That's, yeah. you know, and so it, we can kind of pinpoint little examples, but it's sort of this overarching, um, because sometimes I'll be like, I think this works in the budget. I'm just going to do it and I'll figure it out later. Um, oh. but I've been doing it long enough that my gut is usually right. Like I, you know, I, I know at this point sort of where, where there's a little bit of miscellaneous or, you know, we have enough sort of, we set aside on a monthly basis. Um, in, in a sinking fund, which is something else I talk about. Um, and so there's always a little cushion. So it, it's okay. Like I kind of know all the time sort of where we are, but it's because I'm focused on it. It's because I can, you know, I'm checking in and it, I'm never really guessing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a big piece of it. But what you said, and, you know, I think what gets more people in trouble and can be really frustrating too you know, the, the shoes and the jeans, like that's all fun and that we can kind of laugh at, but what about, you know, the woman who's paying a little extra on all of her credit cards mm. and, you know, trying to pay a little extra on her mortgage and still doesn't have a plan, but feels like there's a little bit of extra money. I'm going to put it towards my credit card, but because there was no plan, now something comes up or, you know, we forgot, we forgot that, you know, we were going to need groceries before our next, you know, uh, payment comes in or paycheck or, you know, client, whatever it is. And now we have to whip out the credit card again. And it just feels like this endless cycle of, I feel like I'm making progress. I feel like I'm making extra payments. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit of everything and nothing is actually moving that can be so, so frustrating for people. And so I just, you know, with, with the baby steps and the debt snowball, when you're, when you're focusing on paying off one thing at a time, or when you're really saying, okay, here's the plan, here's the plan for the money, here's the budget. And this is what we're working on this month. You can gain so much more momentum and traction when we do one thing at a time than sort of trying to just spread things out or on a whim, making an extra payment somewhere without really knowing how it works in the grand scheme of things. Oh, wow. That's so good. And that just like makes me like have so many more questions about that. So when, cause I've, I've been, I've been in your group before and I've, and I've watched you talk and I love your, I love how honest you are that you're not like, you're not perfect either. Nobody really <laughs> is. And that it's okay not to be like, 
oh my gosh, I went off budget a little bit, or you know, I yeah. use I put my dollar this way instead of that way. I I absolutely love adore that about you because I feel like it's so real. Um, so let's say, let's say, you know, we have somebody that's in debt with several different things. Like everyone's, I mean, I feel like everybody's got some credit card debt nowadays. Um, they're, they're trying to pay off a car. They're trying to pay off a mortgage, whatever the case may be. Where do you usually have people start? Cause that's, that seems like a lot. And then people still want to live their life. They still want to like be able to go out with, you know, their girlfriends and have, a glass of wine without going like, Oh no, I can't have a social life because I, you know, I have to still pay off my, my college loan from 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> like it's still sitting there, you know? So wh- where do you even start with that? I'm just so curious on how you work with people on that level. So you always, you always, always start with what's the plan look like. So, you know, when I start with a new client, it's let's look at, it's, it's easiest to start with the numbers. Like, where are we? Um, so that we know what the starting point is. So what does the plan for a month look like? Um, what, you know, what kind of debt do we want to pay off? But those are just that those are the numbers. Um, I think it is most important to really get clear about why this is even something someone's trying to move through or, or pay mm-hmm. off. So there's a lot of people out there. I mean, you asked earlier, good debt, bad debt. Like there's a lot of people who are like, I really don't care about having a car payment. Like they just don't care. And that's fine. Like I, that, that's great. Like in, enjoy your car payment. Like it really, like that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. But if you are so, if you feel like there's a brick or not one brick, that's not that crushing, like a pile of bricks crushing you. um, And like, you can't breathe and you can't sleep because you keep waking up panicked about how to pay off or, you know, how to make a payment on your credit card. Or, you know, I talked to a woman the other day, she's got, I think like six credit cards and she can't make the minimum payment on any of them. Um, And, you know, that that's crushing. And so she is, there's like this level of, she's not as concerned about like getting the drink with a girlfriend because she can't even breathe right now. Um, and so it's like, what, what is the level of necessity? Like what, where are you? Like what needs to happen now? What is your priority? And so how can we quickly sort of find, find a way to at least move the needle so that there's, there's hope that things can change. Right. So and on some levels, it's, we have to like, we have to move. Like we just need to figure out a plan and start executing it um, and sort of move through the paralysis of just being scared, right? Oh, sure. um, and then there's people who um, not making any like uh, assumptions here, but maybe like Drea. What? Like, I don't know. Like things are going, things are going okay. Like I'm sure I could like focus a little bit more. Like your average woman yes. who like, you know, like, I know I could do better. It's like a, a probably average woman with everything. Like I know I could do better, but I think I'm doing pretty darn good, but I know I could be doing better. Right. Um, and like, I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm so there. Yes. I feel that way. I feel that way about so many things in my life too. And of course we do because we live in this culture that is demanding so much of us and we're so busy and there's just so much going on. Right. So, so of course we feel that way. Um, so I asked that woman, like, is this really important to you right now? Like, is this actually something that you want to focus on or is this going to be, is it, I don't want to say a waste of time, but are, is it going to cause more stress and anxiety, um, than, than it is good? 
And, and let's get really clear about like, yeah. what is the desired outcome here? Yeah. Is the desired outcome to get rid of the student loan or is the desired outcome to get through 2020? Like, what do we, what do we need right now? What is actually the priority right now? Um, you know, I'll work with, um, I, I, for the sake of example, I know it's not really relevant to this group, but um, you know, if there's a, a married couple who really needs to work on, you know, spending time with their kids or with each other, the goal for the month might not be to pay off a bunch of debt. It might be to make some time and carve out some resources to be with each other because they're not going to make any progress on their debt if they can't talk. Um, wow. or, you know, or if you are really struggling with everything with the pandemic and you need to create some time and space and some resources to, you know, get out, like get a, get a sitter and like get out and go see a friend or like all these examples seem silly because I don't, depending on where people are in the country, we can't do those things, but sure. um, I'm still in an area that's pretty locked down. So, um, you know, but, but what is actually important right now? And, and so I, I want us to have the plan, but we don't necessarily have to start charging after the debt um, just because there is debt. Um, and so again, like I, I went a little off kilter there, but the easy answer to your question is once we decide, okay, yes, we're paying off debt. We start with the lowest total payoff amount. Um, and so for some people it might be $200 on a Kohl's card. For some people it might be $5,000 on a credit card. Um, some people might only have 30,000 on a student loan, right? So yeah. it, it, it's different for everybody. But the first thing we tackle is the smallest thing, um, because that is how we start to gain momentum. And when I could go into the whole sort of the, the mindset of the debt snowball, but we want momentum we want behavior change. And so starting with the smallest thing, it gets us that win quickest and we need quick wins. Oh gosh, I agree with that, especially nowadays more than anything. It, it, what I'm finding from talking with you is so much all of this is so much less about the money and so much about um, what's going on internally with your mind and, and giving you that peace of mind. So, um, which is, which is, I love that approach. I absolutely love that approach because I I love the, the fact of the married couple. Like if, yeah, if their marriage is falling apart, if they're struggling, the, I mean, it's only going to get worse. Right. And the, the financial stuff's just going to like, add on to that problem and to, you know, find that time to reconnect or get help or maybe pay for therapy to mend that. And then they can work together. They'll more likely be able to work together to work on their finances. And, um, I absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that you say that. I kind of lost my train of thought there too, because you were, you were just saying so, so much great stuff, but it's, it feels like there's a lot of emotion that gets involved and having those small wins. And I think that goes, I think that's true with a lot of things in life when we're trying to accomplish something, whether it be weight loss, you know, or, or, you know, starting our business, it's like having those small wins and, you know, tackling one little thing at a time, but tackling those things that, you know, doing at least some of the things that we know we can accomplish so we can, so, so we have that good mindset. So we have some positive return for our well, efforts that we can move forward. Yeah. And I think a really good, um, you know, another way to think about this too is 
if like, let's say, let's say you are sort of that, that stressed out woman and you're getting by, but there's, there's a lot of debt and there's a lot of stress. And if things go a little bit haywire, um, it causes financial panic. Um, it's more than just an annoyance. It's uh, how am I going to pay for this? Um, if she, you know, if that person could, you know, wake up tomorrow and feel like, okay, I, I know what the plan is. And I know that if I work this plan consistently over the next few years, things are going to change dramatically for me. Um, That, you know, it's the same set of circumstances, you know, there's debt, but the attitude is, I know what to do. And I have Mm. faith in this plan and I'm going to take action every day. And I'm going to build up that faith in myself by taking action every day that I can do this and that this plan that I have faith in can work for me too. Um, and it's, it's sort of like, you know, like the person trying to lose a hundred pounds, it's the same thing where, you know, if they, if they trust this sort of plan that they're on and they start doing the things, it, they know that it's going to work over time, right? Versus the, the person who, you know, wakes up and the debt's magically gone, but that person hasn't learned any of the skills by taking the right action over time. Um, the, you know, the person wakes up and the hundred pounds is gone, but they haven't learned anything about exercise or eating properly or, you know, a good healthy body mindset, like what's going to happen. And so, you know, as frustrating as the debt can be as frustrating as sort of these Mm -hmm. ugly circumstances in our life can be. So I, we have to, we have to go through them. Um, and, we are going to, you know, the, who we become on that journey is the success. Like that is the reward. It's not being debt-free. It is being the kind of person who can be debt-free. Um, and so I'm, I'm running a program right now, um, debt-free divas with some women. And, you know, we were just talking about this this week. Like you don't have to wait to be debt-free to become the kind of person who's debt-free. Like oh, let's, so let's good. like, like, I don't know, like crunch that graph or whatever. Like, wait, say that again, Katie, say that again one more time. Let's just really drive that, 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 that quote home. Yeah. So you, um, what, what did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, it's like, you don't have to be debt free, right. To To become the kind of person who's debt free. Yeah. So good. Um, Yeah. I mean, we need to, we need to be able to step into what does it mean to be debt-free? Who, who's the debt-free version of Katie? Who's the debt-free version of Drea? Like, what does that mean? And be her now, like be her, um, and do those things. And it's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with health. Like who, who are you, when you are at your, at your healthiest and your fittest and your happiest, like, who are you? And then you step into her now. So, um, and I think with business, because this is all connected, right? So our mindsets yeah. and our activities around all of it, business relationships, um, you know, our, our jobs, our kids, our health, everything, um, you know, the, the more we sort of focus on it and, and decide sort of what, what are the new habits and the behaviors and, and what are we making easy? You know, how are we changing our environment? So what are we automating just to make it easier for us to sort of step into those, um, those new identities? It's the same thing with your money. Yeah. Yeah. It's an identity shift. It's a complete yeah. belief. Yeah. It's, um, 
I don't know if you've read uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Definitely, we'll touch on that. Yep. But yep. I, I was yeah. just going to say, like, a lot of that, I do attribute a lot of that to James Clear and that idea of mm. sort of, yeah, like becoming the kind of person who, right? Yeah. Um, but Isn't I like that. That just like it made, like it made so much sense to me, and I'm like, how come I didn't think of that before? It's like you right. kind of knew it, but you know, I just, I just think that's such a, a marvelous, marvelous uh, concept. So I, I, I'm just loving where this is going. However, I have some selfish questions. Okay. <laughs> So no, seriously. So seriously. So, you know, before we got on and I'm, and, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm thinking about debt and what people might want to hear. And I know for me, like I, I, you were kind of correct in your assessment of like, yeah, I'm doing okay. Like I'm doing okay financially. Um, I've been able to pay stuff, pay for things, you know, as it's kind of come up, I haven't had any like major, uh, you know, I haven't had like a flood or anything or anything, you know, or a water heater break. (laughs) Um, but, um, but even so there's a few things that come up and I'm able to afford it. But what I guess what I'm trying to get is I'm in this weird place because, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a freelancer. I own my own business. So, um, I don't have benefits. I pay for all my own benefits and things like that. So one of that is of course, like retirement, you know, so my, my, um, IRA and things like that. And so I always, I always think to myself, you know, you know, I still have this condo that I'm, you know, paying off and I'm really, really close to paying off my car. And I'm always like, once I get a budget set, which I'm going to be honest, I, I don't, I don't have a budget and you're really, you know, kicking my booty here on that one. So, but you know, once I get that into place and I'm thinking, okay, how much, you know, I need to put some, you know, I need to put, I need to put more away for my retirement. I need, you know, and I'm thinking, well, do I need to pay off my condo first or should it be my car or should I just keep that debt and just shove everything into my IRA? you know? Um, cause I'm finally in that point where it's like, I feel health, financial healthy enough. I can do that. And I'm always like, is there, is, do you have people with that question? Do they like, not sure, like, should they, you know, you know, put back money, maybe even for uh, an emergency savings account before they start, you know, paying off their debt. So they have some, some liquid, you know, liquid funds in case something does happen. What's your take on, on that? I know I just threw a lot at you. So (laughs) it's a very easy answer. So, um, I, so I, like I said, I'm a Dave Ramsey certified coach. So I teach his baby steps and the baby steps are literally step-by-step what to do. So, um, I, I can go through them quickly, but his, his book is one that I'll recommend at the end here. So baby is Absolutely, everybody needs to start with a thousand dollars in a starter emergency fund, and that is before you start paying off any debt aggressively. Get some cash, get some money in an emergency fund, and that is going to cover any sort of smallish emergency that comes up. Obviously, okay. it's not a fully funded um, emergency fund, and quite frankly, I think a lot of us need to go with our gut right now about what is smart for us to do when it comes to saving money, um, you know, with everything that's gone on this year with, you know, how are you feeling about um, your job security? Um, it, it really, it really depends person to person, but the rule or the, the, not the rules, but the baby steps go start with that thousand dollars before you start paying off debt. Baby step two is to start paying off all of your non 
mortgage debt from smallest total payoff amount to largest total payoff amount. So that's using the debt snowball. And so you are literally paying the minimum on everything except for that smallest total payoff amount. Okay. That, that debt at the top. And so you knock that out and then you pay absolutely everything you can on the next one. And the snowball is where those minimum payments start to add up and add up as you cross things off. And so everyone's debt snowball looks different. Some people have 30 items on the list and they can move through some quickly. Other people have one thing like a car and you know, that's what they'll focus on in baby step two. But baby step two is paying off everything that's not your mortgage. So you're holding on to your mortgage for now. Okay. Okay. Um, so you would, so that would be the car. You would take care of the car before anything else. Then you go to baby step three. And that is where you save up a fully funded emergency fund, which um, is about six months of expenses. So it's not six months of what you make. It's six months of what you need to get by in case of an emergency. Um, And so usually emergency funds are there for job loss or any kind of major, major, you know, like a a, a roof needs repairing, something like that. Okay. Um, That is baby step three. So those three steps happen one at a time. If you're in baby step two and your emergency fund, that first thousand dollars goes away. You stop baby step two, you make all the minimum payments and you go back and fill up that thousand dollars before you start paying off debt again. Um, okay. If you are, you know, and you know, if you pay off all your debt and for some reason you go into debt again, right. You would stop building up your emergency fund and pay off your debt. I I don't really see, I mean, I guess that does happen, but, um, basically you go through the one, two, three in order. Then once you have paid off all of your non-mortgage debt and you have six months of expenses in the bank, now you are saving for retirement and saving for kids college and paying off your mortgage simultaneously. But there's no debt payments other than your mortgage and you've got money in the bank in case anything comes up so you can be aggressive in all of those areas um you know to the extent you want to. That's great. No, I love this. This is very doable and I I love how you kind of start out with small with the emergency fund. And then kind of move forward. I know it's crazy now because of COVID is really now. Yeah. Um, Well, we know like so many people's lost jobs. Uh, Obviously, the service industries, you know, the person to person stuff. It's it's rough. So, um, how are you handling that when you're coaching people? Um, I'm just curious on on how that shifted things for you and what what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I really, over the last seven months now, I almost eight months, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a, absolutely every single person I talk to, it, it, there's really a litmus test for, is it smart to pay off debt right now? Um, and a lot of people, ultimately they say, this is what we want to do. We want to pay off the debt. And I say, okay, here's, you know, let's map out your plan together. But I, I usually default to let's let's save up money and just become good at planning and become good at sort of dealing with things as they come and really thinking about becoming the kind of person who's debt free. So even if you're not aggressively paying off your debt, if you are being intentional, if you are planning your money every single month and you are not adding to the debt, you are becoming the kind of person who's debt free. And so like, that's, what's important is becoming the person. 
if you are doing those things and saving money and, you know, building up a bit of a buffer because things just aren't quite yet back to normal, or maybe you're planning to move for whatever reason, or there's, there's some insecurity with your job, in which case you should not be paying off debt. You should be saving up money. Um, you know, at the end of all of this, with that money saved, you can turn around and throw it at your debt. Um, you know, like, so whether you save yeah. it or put it towards debt, you're becoming the kind of person who can be intentional. And, and that's really the goal here. So right now, yeah, most of my clients, I've actually, I've started out by saying, let's just plan on saving money for now. Um, and then I let them sort of follow their gut and make the decision on their own because it's your money. You get to decide. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. I absolutely love that. Cause I think people are so afraid when they're going to work with somebody that they're not going to, you know, that they might not take some of those circumstances, you know, in, into play. And I think even for me, um, you know, a while back when, you know, I was kind of like, my career was shifting a little bit and I was a little worried about income. And I remember I, I had a little bit of debt. I still had, you know, like, I don't know. It was like, I still, I think back then I maybe had $3,000 off of my car and I had a certain amount in savings and you were kind of like, pay, you know, pay that off. You should just pay that car off. And I remember explaining to you like, yeah, I know I could, but if, you know, if I can't get solid in the number of clients and people that I can get, my income, you know, isn't secure, you know, I, I feel like it, it would make me feel nervous to lose that, that money, you know, that went into my car. Cause I'd want to be able, in case something happened, I'd want to be able to have what I had saved up in case I needed to use it. And so your, I remember your uh, response to me was like, oh, well then I, you know, understanding that if that makes you sleep better at night, <laughs> you know, yeah. then, then by all means stay there and then, you know, and, you know, and, and then deal with, deal with the debt later, you know, make your minimum payments. But, um, if you're in a better spot, then pay it off as soon as you can. So, um, that yeah, makes so, total sense. And so I love how you're, yeah. different. sorry, <laughs> no, <laughs> I know we're just so excited. <laughs> um, but I love that you said that. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, circumstances are really different and, um, there's, and that's why coaching is so important because you can, you can read the books, you can hear other people's inspirational stories of paying off debt. You can sort of look at the, the different plans that are recommended, but everything has to go through your filters. Everything has to be, you know, balanced and, you know, you're in debt for a reason. Um, and not, not you, like uh, people are in debt for a reason. Some sure. people, some people, it is completely, um, you know, self-inflicted, like dumb decisions, right? Some people, <laughs> yes. like, like truly yeah. other, like other people, um, have estranged parents who have taken out student loans in their name and have dumped $60,000 in their lap. Oh my um, goodness. like, so like the circumstances are totally different. The emotions around the debt are totally different. Um, you know, a lot of people incur, you know, maybe credit card debt when they go through something really traumatic or hard and they don't have the capacity to make good decisions with money. And so it is survival mode. Um, and, and I imagine a lot of women in your audience have experienced that, it, it, you know, a, a lot of women that I've worked with who are divorced, they go into survival mode, um, and, and rightfully so. Right. Yeah. And so when they go, when they think about paying off the debt, it's not paying off the debt. It's dealing with that, you know, that 18 month period again, it's, um, kind of facing the emotions attached to the debt. 
when I, the, the debt that I paid off, there was a lot of sort of emotional, ugly times and sort of experiences, decisions that I made. A lot of it was, you know, it was all self-inflicted. Um, and, and, and it's, it's hard, it, you know, so when it comes to, you know, is it the right time with, you know, just the current financial situation that we're in and like, how do we feel? Like, are we, are we ready to sort of go through this or do we want to work on becoming the kind of person who can get through it? And we're going to just pile up the money for now. We're going to work on saving it and we'll kind of move through it, tackle it later. Um, you know, it really, that's all got to come from. Our, our gut, our intuition, and what we're ready to what we're ready to handle. But I'm certainly, you know, as a coach, I like to push women that we, you know, it's it's something that we want to get through. Um, it's not something we want to hold on to. It's not something we want to tie a lot of emotion to. Um, and let's see if we can separate those two and get through the numbers, um, if if possible, because it will lift a lot of weight off of our shoulders. No joke. No joke. I know when I paid off, um, I had another car that I paid off like about five years ago and it felt amazing. Cause, um, I was, I paid it off a little bit early and it was just like, I was so excited to like, at the time I didn't have automatic payment. I think I was still like doing it by check. But I remember like putting that yeah. check in the mail and being like, Oh my God, I felt like I was on top of the world. Isn't that funny? Yeah. How yeah. just like some numbers in a bank account getting exchanged. <laughs> can do that to you, can do that. You know, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. So I know we're kind of running out of time here. So a couple of things, cause you were talking about your coaching again. Um, I want, um, you to talk about how people can find you because I, because I, I feel like what you said, there's so much advice out there, but it's very general and it's not personalized. And with what's going on right now, I feel like it, it's, it's so helpful to have someone um, in your corner. So how can people find you and, and get, get help with, with their budgeting and, and their debt? And tell me, tell me all the things, Katie. <laughs> so the, really the only place I go ever okay. is, yeah. my Facebook, is my Facebook group. Oh, um, yeah. And so my Facebook group is the Simplified Budget. And I, I focus primarily on helping women get out of debt in that place. Um, obviously it's called the simplified budget. We talk about how to make the plan for the month, how to budget. And I really do have an emphasis on simplifying everything. Like how, how can we simplify our lives, our decision-making, how we budget, like everything going back to the one question you asked, you know, how do we juggle it all? How do we remember everything? That's like, you know, there's, there's apps we can use, but there's also like, there's also clutter that we can cut out of our lives in our physical space, in our calendars, in our budgets. Like how do we just start to simplify and, and allow sort of the, the space, the room to focus on these things that are important that we want to work on. So the simplified budget is my group. I'm there. Um, I, I do a live video at least once a week. Um, but I'm in there every single day. And right now I'm actually really making an effort to connect with women in my community by getting on a zoom call or a phone call with them, like 20 to 30 minute calls and really helping them identify sort of what is their next step? Um, what should they be focusing on? What's their one thing that they should, um, you know, work towards, take action towards in November. 
And, um, you know, and at the end of the call, well, if it feels like a good fit and if it's some, you know, if they want to move forward working with me, it's something we can talk about, but I really want to give, um, I really want to give women sort of their next step and have them feel like they can get on a call with me, sort of talk through what's going on and confidently leave the call feeling like they know what action they should start focusing on in this month. So I'm doing that in November for at least a couple of weeks. Um, and really excited about that and connecting with my community that way. Oh, that's super exciting. And I'm so glad you're doing that. So I can't wait to hear about just, I guess, just the transformations that are going to happen from that because, uh, yeah, cause I, I just, I just adore you. And, um, I know well, you, you do all of this with heart and with, with empathy and compassion, and that's what we need most of all right now. Um, there's no shaming somebody. I know, I'll be honest, like I was in a networking group and there was a financial planner and I asked him a question about, I think it was a similar question that I asked you about, you know, retirement and getting out of debt. He just immediately just jumped down my throat about, you know, like, well, don't buy stupid stuff. Like, don't buy a bunch of clothes. And I'm, I'm like, we didn't even have a discussion about my buying habits <laughs> or what I was spending money on. And I, at the time, that was not, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the budget for those things. But um, I, it totally turned me off. And so when meeting you and just seeing just how warm you are, and it's just like, hey, we're all going through this. So I absolutely adore that about you. Thank so you. one question I love to ask my guests, and I, we already know the answer to one of those, one of these, <laughs> is... Um, I love asking for book recommendations. I just feel, I love books. I love learning. Um, and I want to be able to, the audience to have some places to go to really kind of uh, grow and expand and continue in their success of single momdom or whatever you want to call it in life. So what do you have for us? What would be the three book recommendations you have? Okay. So I'm actually going, I'll give you a different third since we oh, already you are. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I, I absolutely love Atomic Habits by James Clear, but I feel like we've already covered that one. Okay. So, um, so, but I will say again, Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Um, that is the book that I took out from the library when I hit rock bottom over 10 years ago. And it is the plan that I read that I started to have faith in and that I executed to pay off all of my debt. Um, and it is what I now teach others with kind of my own fun spin on it. But so Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover is definitely one. Okay. And then as far as just like being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and certainly, you know, as any, any of your um, audience members who are in business or who are really just trying to kill it in their, um, in their working life, in their career, and just sure. as a woman, um, playing big by Tara Moore, M O H R. I absolutely love her book. Um, and I don't even really know what to say about it other than it. I just feel like it's the, it's the, um, personal development book for women that I was looking for, for a really long time. And, uh, when I read her book, I was like, this is the book I've been looking for. Um, and I've been in the personal development world for over 25 years. So, that one was a, a huge, that's a huge one for me. It's one that I want to read and reread and reread. So playing big. And then, um, so the, the <laughs> one I'm going to insert here at the end, Yeah, um, I'm literally looking at my bookshelf right now. It's kind of a fun one, but it really goes with sort of this idea of simplifying. Yes. That's um, Marie Kondo, her books on, um, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what it's called. Okay. Um, Marie Kondo, she does the KonMari method. So yeah, 
like decluttering stuff in your house. And, um, you know, one of her books I think is called sparking joy. I'm oh, I love that. Well, you out. can always hit me up because what I'm going to do, and just for anybody that's listening is I'm going to put, uh, Katie's link to her Facebook group. If that's okay. I'm assuming that would be okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, put yeah. that in the show notes and links to all of her book recommendations. I'm going to throw James clear in there, of course. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great book and I'm sorry I threw a wrench in that one, but yeah, Marie Kondo that I love that. I love the idea of simplifying and yeah, and yeah, I'm very much, I really like admire minimalists. I consider myself a little bit of one, but, um, I, it, it is, it's just all about clearing out the clutter, whether that be, you know, debt, what's in your life, you know, toxic people. We could go on and on. I think Katie. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, I think the better you get at that, um, the, the, yeah, the easier all of this becomes, uh, because we make space for what we realize is important. So. Yeah, I cannot agree more. And I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, talk with us about what you do and just amazing uh, juicy tips on some ways for us to get started. And I hope everyone that's listening checks out your Facebook group um, to kind of help them on their journey. So um, Katie Alstrom, you're the best. Thank you for coming on. You're so welcome. This was so much fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, I don't know about you, but I absolutely adore Katie. She is the best. So before you go, I just wanted to let you know that you can find all of her book recommendations and you can find a link to her private Facebook group in the show notes. And if you could just be uh, just the most amazing person in the world, I would love to hear from you. Please rate this podcast, um, write, write a review if you could for me. I would love to hear from you. I'd also invite you to join my Facebook group, which is simply called More Than a Single Mom Podcast. And uh, it's on Facebook as well. I'm going to show put the link in the show notes. So that's it for now. We'll see you back here soon. Bye, everybody.